Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Micah. And And welcome welcome to to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Well, welcome guys. Welcome back to Real Talk. Um, Micah is normally with us, but she's not with us today. But I have a new special guest that I'm so, so, so excited to share with you guys. Welcome, Tiffany. (laughs) Hi, everybody. (laughs) Um, Tiffany is a teacher with me at the school that I teach at, at Christ Chapel Academy. Um, And today, we're going to talk about teaching. We're going to talk about the life of teachers, the ups, the downs. And the fact that we have to depend on the Lord every minute of our lives. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> um, but before we get started, because y'all can't see Tiffany, Tiffany, just tell us, like, who are you? What? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm a second-year teacher at CCA. I teach kindergarten. Yay. <laughs> um, I'm just a girl that's just trying to run after God's heart and just trying to live my life um, and just be a teacher as well. That's about it, really. And what about what you do outside of school? Okay, girl, you out, do a lot. <laughs> outside of school, I'm an actress. Um, I'm a worshiper at my church. She can sing. No, but, I can't. Yes, she can. <laughs> this girl can sing. The lies. The lies. Don't even do I it. I can hold a tune. D- don't even do it. <laughs> Why did one Wednesday, she came to our youth service, right? Because she wanted to come and see how it was. Why did this girl end up singing? Because I got forced to. (laughs) But it was beautiful because you're a singer. Okay, continue. (laughs) It's a gift from the Lord. That's all I'm going to say. It is. It really is. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm just out here just trying to live my life, just trying to do what I need to do to just make it every day. Um, I also do a little bit of vlogging on the side that I'm starting back up again with the help of a friend. So just that's pretty much me. And she's a fashionista. No, I'm not. Yes, she is. She's really everything in one. So, um, men, if you're looking for a lady ah! that is saved, yes. that is sanctified, Amen. that is a teacher, she got her career. Listen, she's a she's a catch. She is really a catch. Yes. Thank you. So is this one. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just kidding. But um, uh, teaching. Yeah. Mm, I don't even know where to start. I don't. I don't. <laughs> There's so much. Like, first of all, we're so we're both second year teachers Mm -hmm. in the midst of COVID. Yeah. So this is not just a new teacher, you know, just a a regular brand new teacher. This is a brand new teacher in COVID. So everyone felt like a new a new teacher. A new teacher. You know. Um, So I guess just to start, like, what? Who? What? has been the best part of teaching for you? God had to remind me this a couple of nights ago that teaching was a dream come true for me. Mm. I remembered when my heart changed towards teaching and it was in the last like few months of my senior year at college. And I just suddenly developed this passion for teaching. I was taking a dance Um, course I graduated with arts degrees so arts management theater and dance and um, I had to take a course for my dance credit class um, teaching in the school system and we learned what that meant how to teach dance and curriculum based program 
and went into um, my school that I had to do my hours in and fell in love. I worked with a PE teacher, but I saw the heart of the children. A lot of these children in the school that I worked with um, were emotionally disabled. A lot of these kids were on low income, came from low income families. They were getting um, food donated to them on the weekends just to survive Mm. emotionally, physically, sexually abused children. So I saw their hearts and I saw their need and my heart just changed. But I really didn't know how to go about it. The way I wanted to go about it was not how God wanted me to go about it. At one part, I thought I wanted to teach high school because middle schoolers scare me. Uh, (laughs) And God just opened up a door when I didn't even see it coming. And so last year, 2020, was my first year teaching. And it was awesome and yet scary, just like this year is awesome but scary. And that's how God really just reminded me that teaching, you know, he called me into this. It wasn't Mm. something that... I knew automatically going into college that, oh, I wanted to be a teacher. No, by like my junior year, I was like, oh, I want to run an arts business or work for the Kennedy Center or a nonprofit arts organization and use education as a way to get in, but not really thinking I would become an actual teacher. Mm. Wow. And how was your, so we both had our first year mm-hmm. in COVID. Yeah. You know, when when most schools were closed, we were open. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was that for you? Like, for me, that was, it was scary, first of all, because you're in COVID. So you're making, you're, you want to make sure that you're safe, that mm-hmm. the children are safe. Um, but then it's your first year of teaching. But then everyone feels like they're a new teacher. So you don't really know who to ask for help. And the admin is so booked with everything that they're yeah. doing COVID related. So for me, I felt like I, you know, I, I was, I felt lost. I felt like I didn't have help. I literally felt like I was just like, okay, I hope I'm doing the right thing, yeah. you know? Um, and at the end of the year, thankfully, I saw my kids learned a lot, basically by the grace of God, because I, I literally felt like I never talked to admin like once, you know? Oh my gosh. Um, because they were so busy, yeah. you know? But I think, in that that it was covid like they forgot that we were brand new teachers you know they forgot that we were we've never done this by ourselves before Mm -hmm. you know how did that how was that for you it was scary um but thankfully i the group of kids that i had last year i had known them since they were two we work Mm -hmm. at a at a private school where majority of these kids coming from um that are going into kindergarten, sorry, are coming from a preschool program. And I was a preschool teacher there. So a lot of these kids, I've known them since they were two. So a relationship was already built. So it was just like, oh, we get to go hang out with Miss Tiffany again. Well, now another name. Yeah, Miss Settles. Miss So it, it was a fun transition. I was lost at times because there were times where I felt like I was dropped into the deep end and said swim and I'm just trying to doggy paddle and not suck up water up my nose so I really talked to another teacher who was our slash teacher slash assistant principal um I would go to her all the time like I remember grading I was like we don't grade in preschool what is it how am I supposed to take grades or how am I supposed to do that and thankfully my team teacher 
helped a lot as well, but I would run to another teacher who really just mentored me and saw me through a lot of the scary moments. And going virtual when we had to at times was not easy. Um, getting everybody logged in, the kids were just very honest saying that they didn't want to do it and I can blame them because I don't want to do it if I'm home I want to be home I don't want to have to try to work and be home Mm -hmm. um so it was it was different but I I could say that majority of it was good I can look at it as good and then those times where it was stressful it was just little pockets of it where Mm -hmm. this year it's totally different (laughs) this year's totally different completely (laughs) Completely different different. like even though we have a year under our belt it feels like last year like even the kids like last year the kids were mature Mm -hmm. they were very like you know you could teach them and obviously like you know it was covid so things were different but they just seemed mature yeah like like being home matured them and parents prepared them for being in this environment I was worried going into last year I was worried how are these kids going to play just just the small things Mm -hmm. that we take for granted how are we going to teach these kids how to just play and not touch each other yeah where they adapted we we found new games we played Iron Man freeze tag Mm -hmm. where that was our way of playing tag without touching everybody um we just learned new things together and the classroom size was smaller. Yeah. So that helped us become more familiar with each other. And the ones that I didn't know, because I've known the other ones since they were two, I was able to develop a relationship with them. We had one-on-one time. I could spend the time to actually talk to them, but also let them venture out and make their own friends. Mm-hmm. And it was just different. It yeah. was a total <laughs> different year they oh walked in gosh. ready to go those simple things like walking in the hallway and staying quiet in a line I only had to do once like going over those foundations and those yeah. rules and procedures I only did that the first three weeks of school and I never touched those I think I had to touch them again go back over those rules I think when we returned back from winter break mm-hmm. just to be like okay we're back in school this is what we need to do I know y'all been home Especially because with us, we were virtual, and then we had yeah, Christmas so break. it was like three weeks. So it was like three weeks being out. Yeah. So just reminding them, okay, this is what we need to do. But other than that, never. Like, the whole, I have like a reward system that I do with the class. We called, we fill up our jar. They got to fill up their jar multiple times. In this year's class, they've only got to fill up their jar once. We are still struggling on our second jar. Mm. I even, like, yesterday put markers to be like, okay, if you get to this part of the jar, then we'll do tech day. If you get to this part of the jar, we'll do pizza day. If we get to the top of the jar, we'll do, like, glow-in-the-dark party day. Mm-hmm. We're struggling. Yeah. We are struggling. <laughs> and someone told me, um when we started this year because when we started I was like what like that's all I could say what 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 kind of year is this gonna be because I mean the kids they still talk like babies you know they're coming to first grade they're still talking like a baby yeah can I have this and I'm like excuse me (laughs) you know and then they're just so dependent on you and I'm like wow this is different and I would have expected that last year but this year, I was like, 
I, I expected something completely different. But something um, that someone told me is remember is to remember that a lot of these kids didn't have a true kindergarten. Yeah. You know, this is kind of their kindergartens. A lot of these kids had virtual school. So they didn't really get the foundation of what an actual kindergartner would get. Yeah. And that put a lot into perspective. So now I don't look at my first graders as first graders. Mm -hmm. I really have been looking at them as kindergartners. Same. I have to look at mine as preschoolers because they're coming in. They're coming in different yeah and this is where we're gonna start seeing the effects of COVID Mm. it is going to change every generation that's coming into the school building whether you're public or private it's going to change um I I would love to say that maybe classroom size would help but I don't even know because I think a lot of it starts at home yeah I think the things that I'm seeing in my classroom are a lot to do with home. I have children that are starved for attention. Where mm-hmm. last year's kids weren't as starved, now these group of kids are. Yeah. They're starving for attention. Or they want the attention, but they, they're impatient with you wanting them to wait to get that one-on-one time. Yeah. And because of my classroom size being large, and I know there's you other... You have, what, 23? I have 22. 22. Yeah. And okay. I know that there's other schools where you have 25 and 26, and you have one teacher in that room mm-hmm. and no helper, and God bless those teachers that, <laughs> that that's their classroom size because... I could not imagine I could that. not imagine. I would be underneath my desk every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be out, out of the door. Hello? Help, at, help, 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 like... I'd be like that seagull <laughs> from Finding Nemo. Mike, Mike. <laughs> it would be horrible, and I, I don't know because, yeah. like, begging. I have to beg. Please, like today, I needed to get things done, and I had a paragraph to be ready to. Well, just like my Friday newsletter, that sat on my computer for at least. I think from 9.30 was when I started typing it, and I didn't get to finish it until 2.30. Oh, my goodness. Because of the interruptions. And Friday is our, like, cool day. Friday yeah. is let's sit, let's chill. Okay, yeah, we got some work we got to do. We have some things. I got to work on some groups. But by after lunch and after reading support, they're free. They yeah. can watch a movie. They get to be in their um, free choice time. Like, they're really just able to chill out. Yeah. But I have to beg for it. I have mm. to um, pause and just be like, all right, come on, guys, you can do this. I need to sit here and do this and really beg for it where I shouldn't have to. Yeah. It should just be expected of, oh, my teacher's sitting down. Maybe she has something to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't interrupt her. Where I think being at home, I can interrupt mom and interrupt mom and to the point where mom and dad just give in to what I want them to do. Yeah. Yeah, this class this year is definitely different. And I know, um, you know, teaching is, is, is a blessing, right? Yeah. Like, I've been saying recently that being a doctor is hard. Being a lawyer is hard. Being a judge is hard, right? Like, I, I'm thinking about, like, those, those jobs that you study for years mm-hmm. and that people's lives are dependent but being a teacher, honestly, I feel like is equally as hard. It is. It is one of the most exhausting jobs 
because you are with children for eight hours Mm -hmm. and you're not just watching them like a daycare you are teaching them eight different subjects and teaching them how to socially be and how to obey and also (laughs) loving them and (laughs) you you have to love them you know and about Uh. jesus and the patience of jesus and you're trying to be patient like jesus and you do so much but you know and and this is not a podcast to like vent about all this you know but like we do so much and now i truly understand why people say why people leave teaching teachers are leaving left and right because they're so burnt out yeah and i was at that moment like you know a couple of weeks ago yeah like let me not even front a couple of days ago (laughs) i was like god i could be doing something else and making way more money like this is for the birds Mm -hmm. i was talking to someone and i said yeah today was one of those days where i was like i had literally have one foot out the door one foot in this classroom and i had to cry and thankfully my kids didn't see me cry but it was just such a difficult day and it wasn't even towards the end it was like right at nine not even nine it was like 10 o'clock in mm. the morning and we were already struggling and I was just like I don't I don't need to do this I cannot put myself through this have ulcers and back issues and eye twitching and you know what not <laughs> hair fall. I can't be doing this I am too young for this oh my goodness and it's just yes. like God, there's got to be more. There, like, you really got to, my prayer sometimes is, Lord, empty me and let you come through me because I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. And I don't know how people, how teachers do this without God. I would have been quit. Alcohol. If it. (laughs) (laughs) Strong amount of alcohol. Alcohol, substance abuse. Substance abuse. I don't know, honestly, Honestly. because if it was not for God telling me to stay another year, look, I haven't told this to a lot of people, but I already had jobs lined up. Yeah, we (laughs) talked about it. Let me tell y'all, last year, Latisi and I were in the hallway, and she looked at me, she said, Tiffany, I ain't doing this. So I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I can't stand this year. I was like, I had a great year. And then, like, my other teacher friend is like, deuces, I'm going to public school. And I was like, whoa, hold up. What the world is happening? Why is everybody trying to leave? And then, like, another teacher's like, you need to get out of here. You need to go to public school. I'm like, but I like it here. I like this year. And now this year, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'll go be a librarian where it's quiet. And I'm telling you, like, this job, if it wasn't for Jesus and him telling us that he has literally placed us here for mm-hmm. a purpose, so many people would have left, you know? Because it, it truly is a job you have to be called to. It truly yeah. is a job that you have to literally depend on Jesus every moment. Because if not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's really not. And then something that someone told me is that we have to take accountability for these lives these children god's gonna say this kid that you taught and this kid like we're gonna have to stand there before god and take an account of these lives that we had the permission 
to look after. Mm. And my pastor had preached a sermon on, like, okay, I can't remember the full thing. Let me not lie. <laughs> However, the one part that I grasped was when he mentioned about being a spiritual mother or father to someone. Mm. And so I was praying, and I'm like, God, who can I be a spiritual mother to? Like, I don't have children of my own. I'm not married right now. Who Give me some, like, spiritual babies. And then I blinked, and I realized I already have them. You have 22. I have 22. Mm. Yay, me. <laughs> And there's well, there no TLC he show. <laughs> he answered it for he you right there. It. He answered it right there. He said, and I placed each one of these yes. for you specifically. And it wasn't like getting the chance. It wasn't like one of my friends saying, oh, hey, could you be like my child's godparent? It wasn't this like, oh, could you help raise it? It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't wrapped yeah. in the way that I wanted it. And I think as Christian educators, we have to learn that certain things aren't going to be wrapped up and perceived the way that we want them to be. I think that's, like, not even for Christian educators. I think that's Mm. just for Christians in general. Yeah. We have to think outside of how we want our lives to be painted as because Mm. if we're truly following after God and after his mission and the kingdom mindset, things aren't going to go how we want them to be. They're going to go how God needs them to be because ultimately there is an end goal. There's something that he desperately wants us to do and there's something that Satan knows, so he's trying to just nip, grab, and do. Exactly. And throw all these darts in your face. So don't be surprised, first off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just, um, this year has been a lot of humbling moments. Because even one time I was like, all right, I think this might be the year that I leave. At least that school. Yeah. And God was like, um, stop looking for a way out. Mm. you're literally looking for an exit. Yeah. Stop looking for exit. When I release you, I'll release you. Yeah. Because every year, I'm sometimes I'm like, okay, is this the year that he'll release me into this next thing? Is this it? Is this it? And he was just like, stop. Stop mm. looking for the release. It will come when I want it to come. Yeah. When God wants it to come, not when I want it to come. Yeah. And I was looking for a scripture. Um, oh, yes. I was, this is based off of what you were just saying, but... Like you said, like we want, you know, as Christians, we want things to be pictured a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. We want things to be easy and peaceful. But I was reading this the other day um, because I'm in the book of James right now. Um, In James 1, 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yeah. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything and it's like literally a teacher every minute you are facing something whether it's a kid trying to scream at you or kick their desk or push their desk or just be disobedient you know you tell them to do something they're doing the opposite it's like the lord is using every one of those minutes to perfect us Mm -hmm. to perfect us in patience to perfect us in long suffering to perfect us in loving them when we have to discipline them but loving them, yeah, you know? And um, so it's like, we have to keep that mindset. And that's why I'm, I love what we've been doing. So me, Tiffany, and one of our other teachers, Miss Gundam, um, <clears throat> we've been getting up in the morning. <laughs> and it's hard, yeah. it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> we've been getting up every morning um, before work and just spending time 
with the Lord before any other part of our day starts. And, you know, the idea came because obviously we all spend time with the Lord, but it might be at night when we're like super tired and, mm-hmm. and we're just reading a scripture and falling to sleep, you know, or it might be midday um, and maybe we don't get to it because we have all these other things we have to do. So it was like, you know, Lord, we need you every minute of the day. So let's dedicate our first part of the day to you and say, Lord, lead me for today. Give me my daily bread for today, Literally. right? Daily, Literally. daily yeah. bread. Um and it's been so awesome because even though it's really hard to get up and sometimes we don't make it and sometimes we're still reading midday, you know, or we read a quick thing before we start the day. But I really feel like, at least for myself, I've seen the difference. It's still hard, right? But even yesterday, I remember I woke up and I was like, wow, I feel refreshed today, God. Like, and the day was, it it was still things thrown at, thrown at me from mm-hmm. the kids and everything, but it just felt like the day was so smooth and the Lord was really like working on my being slow to anger and yeah. being slow to um, speak and quick to listen. And it was like he was working on those things, even though trials were still coming at me constantly with the kids and other things. But it was like I was seeing him work through me. I was like, Lord, I don't just want today. I don't just want to make it through the day. I want to actually like be alive and live, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes as teachers, our prayer is just to make it <laughs> like, yeah. Lord, let me make it. Let me make it to four o'clock. Yeah. Not even let me just let me just three forty five dismissal. dismissal. <laughs> but he, you know, reminded me that he doesn't like he is living We're he's living and moving and having our being through him. Right. Yeah. I was reading that the other day. Um, and he doesn't just want us to survive. He's not a God of just survival. You know, he wants us to actually like live through the day and live and be alive and excited with the kids, you know? Um, and so it's, it's just been really awesome because even though teaching is super hard and, and it's like I said, one of the hardest jobs, it's like when you see that kid and they're finally reading, when you see that child that was so you know disobedient and not listening the entire first half of the year and they flip yeah you're like lord it's a miracle (laughs) when you see the kid that you know is um could be special needs or, or whatever starting to have those social skills you're like wow lord like you are doing it you know and so like teaching is hard and the life of a teacher is difficult but like when you start to see those things happening and when you hear the questions the kids are asking and when you see the kids worshiping God and praying on their own and just all of these different things, it's like, okay, God, I get it. Yeah. Okay, God, I see what you're doing. It's hard and this is really rough, but I see the seeds. I see that you're watering, you know, that others are watering and that you are providing the increase. You know, like you see those things and you're like, okay, God, I'll keep going. I'll keep going, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's when I talk to the parents. Um, mm. The way to keep us all safe, we don't have an interaction with our parents daily. So the times when we did our conference time and I got to either speak with them virtually or speak with them in person, it was encouraging to me because one parent even said, I know you don't see the fruit of your seeds yet, but mm. they're there. And then I even got teary-eyed because one of the students, he loves Bible. Like, mm. Bible, I think, is his favorite subject. Yeah. And 
he just has a thirst for the word of God. And I told his parents, I got, I literally started tearing up in the conference. I said, cause that he's a perfect example of how God says, little children come to me. Yeah. Because I said, he's not been tainted by the world. He hasn't been subjected to things that could skew his view of who God is. He mm-hmm. loves him with a childlike wondering faith. And I just encourage the parents and we're all tearing up and crying because I knew it was the Holy Spirit working through me to keep encouraging their mm. that parent in raising their son. Um, but it was just, to me, it was like, look at how he comes to me. Yeah. Look at how every time this little person comes in with just a ray of sunshine, excited for the day, that's how you need to come to mm. me. And it was just like, all right, it, it's, I've been having butt whooping moments with God. <laughs> And he teaches us so much he teaches through us these so children. Much. Like today was a snapshot day where we're doing worship time, and I looked over, and one of the girls had her hands up and her eyes closed. Mm. And just like even you sharing with me how you were introducing to your kids what a quiet time is. Yeah. I don't remember getting introduced to that. Even going to a small Christian private school, mm-hmm. that wasn't taught. Mm-hmm. If it did, it didn't stick. Yeah. They didn't do <laughs> I, it enough. They didn't do it enough. I wasn't introduced to a quiet time until we moved here to Virginia, mm. and we were fed that in our church. Yeah. And it was implemented through my pastor what a quiet time is, and then he showed my parents, and my parents started to re- example that to me. But it mm. didn't really stick until I got older. Yeah. But what a seed that you just planted to show children this is how you come before God. Yeah. Going, he's not Santa Claus. This isn't a, he's not just a list of yep. doers. Yeah. You need to come before him. You need to be humble and you need to just pray. God is a friend. Sit with him. Yeah. Talk with him. And just what, what a mighty thing that is and what a foundation that is that you've laid so that when they get older, yeah, they'll remember. I think when we hear these scriptures, you know, raise a child up in the way of the Lord, so when they get older, they don't do not depart from it. That is also on us mm. as educators, yeah. especially Christian educators, because we're with them as because much we're as their parents. With them. Yeah. And even one parent said, "You have the authority. You know, discipline them, taught because we're you're with them more than I'm with yeah. that child. Yeah. So please." If that child's cutting up, get on him. And I yeah. did, because one time he little, he, he got a little skitsy on me. I was like, I don't know who you think you are, but I have sent it a message me. to your mama and your daddy just mm-hmm. for you to figure it out, because you just, you just went somewhere, you turned left when you should have turned right. Like, mm. come on, dude. Yeah. So I think that's, that's important, especially in today, where we can't see the parents on the constant, which yeah. sometimes is okay. <laughs> well, mm, parents, is a, parents is a parents whole another discussion uh, that could be an hour by game. itself <laughs> that could be another uh, oh, how to goodness. deal with the people that created the children <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just at least just to touch on that for a second you know when we become parents of, of people we just have to remember that the teacher is the teacher that they are you know licensed to do this that they are the teacher so let them be the teacher yeah and also advocate for your child yeah make sure that you you are always going to be your child's best advocate so if you see something 
do not be afraid to say I've seen the issues yeah I have to just say that one thing my parents did, because I grew up with a learning disability and was a part of the public school special education system, I saw how my parents wouldn't let the words of some of those teachers mm-hmm. define me. Yeah. For the teachers who said, oh, she's not going to go to a four-year college, don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was just straight up, you don't talk death over my child. Mm-hmm. We speak life and death. Yeah. It's in the power of the tongue. If my child is saying she wants to go to the school, she's going to go. We're going to make it happen. We're going to do what we yeah. need to do. So I've seen the parent who doesn't want to face that their child learns differently. And I've seen the parent who comes in, stacked the paperwork, and said, all right, I've done my homework. Help me. Yeah. And then I've seen the parent who doesn't want to accept it at all, doesn't want to accept any of the challenges, doesn't want to even yeah. look at it or see it. So, And that breaks my heart because you're just – throwing your hands up and going, okay, God, literally, you take this. Yeah. Because I can't become obsessed over it. I can't literally let it taint me because I can't control it. Yeah. I can't I can't fix this scenario. And as teachers, we're fixers. That's our – it's literally a part of our job is yeah. to go in and fix, go in and help, go in and doctor, go in and nurse mm-hmm. that child to support them so that they can grow. Yeah. So – I think of one thing that I've taken note of from my own journey, looking at my parents and other parents, come in prepared. Prepare your child for what they're walking into. Yeah. If you see something, do not hide. Because the only thing you're doing is damaging your child. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing, you it's know, for them to thing. have, you know, to need something different. Mm-hmm. It just means they need something different. Yeah. But you do have to acknowledge it. You know, because we need to help them in the way that we can help them, but we have to first acknowledge that there is something different. Yeah. You know, Um, and one thing that I'll, you know, just say the Lord has shown me so much of how He is with us (laughs) through these children. Yeah. I have one student particularly who I have to discipline constantly because they have a difficulty following directions and you know growing up I was always disciplined in a way of if you're disciplined or I'm you know yelling at you or whatever get far away from me and one thing the Lord has taught me this summer and especially this year is that when he disciplines us he doesn't push us away Mm -hmm. he's still near us he still walks with us you know and so my students, um, you know, one of our disciplines is minutes at recess. So if you do something, you know, oh, that's a minute, that's a minute, whatever. Um, and so one of my students that sits with me constantly for minutes at recess, um, you know, they were sitting with me and I have made it a norm that when you, you know, when you're sitting out, you don't have to sit far. You can sit with me. You can even sit next to me and I put my arm around you, you know, because, discipline doesn't have to equate to distance yeah their discipline and distance are not in the world that's a thing but in god that's not Mm -hmm. because he doesn't discipline us and then push us away he disciplines us and draws us close yeah so he can help us so he can nurse those things so he can walk us through the potential consequence of that because sin has natural consequence you know and so that's one thing that's really like 
I'm reminded of just with my kids, you know, and I love that even though they know that they're in trouble or that they're sitting out for a few minutes, they know that I'm not angry at them. I'm not angry with them. It's not an emotional thing. It's more so you broke this rule. So this is the consequence, but you can still be near me. We can still talk. We can still, you know, and so it's also translated into my relationship with God. Like, you know, when I fall or when something, you know, we're sinners, we fall. And so now I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I have to run away from God. But it's like, no, he wants me near him because the closer I am to him, the more he can do in me. Yeah. Rather than if I'm far away, then I'm going to do worse. That's why the word says draw close. Mm Mm-hmm. He's close to those that draw near to him. Exactly. So, and I think we think of that in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to draw near means I'm going to just worship with unabandonment. I'm going to spend time. But what happens when you have those slip-ups? Mm-hmm. What happens when you get angry and, you're hardened, and your heart gets hardened? What happens when um, life and circumstances yeah. start to dictate yeah. how you look at God? So then what? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that I feel like he spoke to me today was um, my kids, they always have problems in the bathroom. Like I tell them over and over again, don't play in the bathroom. (laughs) Don't pull the paper towels. (laughs) Don't flush the toilet. Don't be in the same (laughs) stall. You know, basic things. Just. (laughs) <laughs> that's because they didn't get a whole bathroom stall last year I know. so they're like oh this is Disney oh my goodness <laughs> and so I give them these rules and, and they still I tell them today I told them before they went in the bathroom here's my expectation of you as you go into this bathroom and they're still crawling under the stalls locking the door and so they come back in and it was just a rough morning because a lot of them were not listening. And I remember I was in my head, I was like, Lord, why don't they just listen? Mm-hmm. I literally just told them two seconds ago before they walked in that bathroom to make sure that they didn't <laughs> do this. Ooh, the people of Israel. <laughs> us. us. Not us. even the people of Israel. It's us. me. <laughs> and the Lord was like, let. What about me and you? You, re- you, you read this morning, be slow to anger. But what? Are you being slow to anger? You know, like you, I tell you the rules or I tell you my expectations of you and you don't always obey them either. Mm. But I am patient with you. I am long suffering with Ooh, you. And I was preach, like, I was like, oh God, okay, Dude, I hear you. Love when he just <laughs> slaps you over the head with some of that. I'm telling <laughs> you, I was like, okay, God, I hear you, you know, because I'm like, if the Lord is is so patient with me and so long-suffering, how much more can I be that with my kids? Because I do the same thing. We think like, oh, they're little kids. They should get it. But it's we're the same we're way the with same God. Way. You know? And so, like, teaching is humbling, too. It is humbling. It humbles the mess out of you. Breaks your knees, breaks your ankle. It just humbles you. (laughs) Everything. Everything. But it's like, okay, God, I get it. I see you. I see that this is what patience really means. This is what long suffering really means. You know, and this is how you are with us. Yeah. You know, and so teaching like teaches you so many. It teaches you about God in every aspect. 
because it's literally a reflection of us and him. And every day I'm learning that, you know. Um, but what is, I don't know, what's one of the biggest lessons you feel like God has taught you from working with your kids? Uh, I'm still learning it. Hmm. I'm going to be honest. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and try to be like, oh, yeah, I got it. I haven't gotten it yet. Okay. Well, that's I'm honest. I'm still learning. Yeah. Because I have, I have some children. That, yeah. that you have a hard class. I have a hard class this year, so I'm still, I'm still learning. Yeah, I know if one thing that I can add as like a nugget is praying without ceasing, praying in the spirit, um, putting on worship music, mm. not because I have the freedom to do it, but because I need it. I'm learning something new every day yeah. on how to be the teacher that I need to be for my mental health sake. Mm. Learning to literally step away. Yeah. I I just I like to have my hands in things because I want to know it's going to get done the way I need to get done. Mm. But this year I've had to take my hands off and just go step away. Not because I'm frustrated with the kids, but because I literally need a break. Yeah. I need to go reset. Yeah. Because if I don't reset, they're just going to get the worn down parts, the agitated parts, the yeah. frustrated parts of their teacher. And that's not fair. That's not fair to anyone in the classroom. Yeah. Regardless of their behavior. And then it's also just checking in on my kids. Mm. We've had some moments where I've had to be like, okay, how are you doing? I know this happened. Mm -hmm. I know it was a rough start to the day. I'm okay. Are you okay? Mm. And then even seeing how it's affected the kids. Because one day, they all decided to be little adults. And I was like, whoa, who's the teacher? Mm. And they all pointed. I said, I know we've had some issues in this room. I don't even want to say traumas, but stuff that really just switched. Like them having to say, oh, I, I got to be adult right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, your jobs are to just be kids. Yeah. It's my job to be the adult. Um, so things like that where I'm learning every day to just take God at his word. Take his hand and be like, okay, you need to leave me because I'm about quit. <laughs> you need to leave my feet. You need you to need leave to my mouth. You need to leave my hands. Like, even today we had a hard discussion as a class. And I didn't know how to say it. Mm. How do you say lockdown to five-year-olds how do you explain that to yeah them? so today I was like God you have to say stuff and we I explained to them um, I went to each table in my classroom and I asked them do you have any questions for me the ones that did I said their question out loud so everybody could hear it and I answered them mm -hmm. to the best of my ability yeah and sent that email to my parents I said hey we had this discussion we prayed we talked even when we got fearful, we said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, of peace, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. That he is protecting us. That his angels are around this building and will secure this building and will help us in time of need. Yeah. So just speaking that over them. Um, because I needed that. Because I didn't know how to say it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to scare them further. I mean... Let's just be honest, it's it's scary as a teacher when you have to think, 
I'm going to have to put my life on the line. Mm-hmm. In a lockdown situation. In a lockdown situation? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that thought that has to go through our mind. It shouldn't be a thought that a five-year-old has to try to process. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Sadly, this is the world that we live in right yeah. now. And especially with the school shootings and all of that stuff, with you know, everything that is going on, I, I yeah. So that was a, that was a moment where before I, before we had the drill, I was like, all right, let let's talk. And they were looking at me like, what does that mean? And I was like, we're gonna talk about this. Yeah, we're gonna talk. And I'm here. I'm here to. When this is all over with, you can come up to me and you can talk to me even further. I had one that was just not okay yet. And she was yeah. like, I'm scared that something's going to happen. I said, you are safe. Mm-hmm. I said, I will not let anything happen to you. I got you. Mm-hmm. And I, she looked at me. I said, I know I'm tiny, but I got you. <laughs> I got you. And she just kept looking at me and I gave her a hug. And I was like, sweetheart, I got you. I yeah. am not going to let anything bad happen to you. Yeah. And she's like, you won't? I said, I won't. Yeah. They got to come through me, and I'm a fighter. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's going to be swinging. I'm going to be swinging, (laughs) throwing. It's going to be a whole hot mess. (laughs) Earrings. We would all be fighting. We would all be fighting. Shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Vaseline up. (laughs) You're going to have to get the Vaseline. Get the Vaseline first. (laughs) But, um. But yeah, I mean, being a teacher, it's it's rewarding. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in James, James three, I believe it says that teachers will be judged the harshest. Yes, yes. You know, because we are literally teaching them what to think. We're teaching them how to be. So we are going to be judged the harshest. So we really have a a hard job. We have a know? job, and we, God doesn't call. I had to put this reminder that God's called me to do the hard things. And I even said it to my kids this morning. Yeah. We do like a little affirmation time. And I said, um, they had to tell their neighbor, neighbor, you can do hard things. Mm. And I've had to tell myself because this is a hard job. Yeah. And there have been days where I don't want to do this job. I want to be somewhere in a little cubicle left alone. Yeah. <laughs> with AirPod with my AirPods in, music mm-hmm. playing. And in just my own little bubble and do my stuff and go home. Yeah. But I can't. And there's something that God is working through us as teachers to perfect in us so that when we're done with this and we're on a different journey and a different path, we can put that thing that we did as teachers and put that to use. Yeah. So that's the other mindset I have to have is one day these skills are already being used, but in another way, these, this is going to come up again. Yeah. I'm going to have to reach in this teacher tool bag and pull these out. And he's building our character every <laughs> day. Every day. Because with teachers, you know, you are over the children. But does that mean just because you're a teacher, you can talk to them anyway? Oh, you know, no. Does that mean no? So he is literally building us up and, and perfecting us in, with these children, you know? So, I mean, it's a beautiful job, and... Um, I'm excited I get to do it with you. Uh, <laughs> we have a cool teacher team. We do. We keep each other alive. We really do. Literally. 
Oh, man. But I'm glad we got to talk about the life of a teacher. Um, and if you're considering being a teacher, don't unconsider because <laughs> we, of everything we shared. Teaching really is rewarding. Yeah. It really is. Um, and you get to have your own class. You get to decorate it how you want, you know. Um, you get to really be in control of your own space, which is really nice. Um, but just know it will challenge you. It will challenge you. And it's your family. It's yeah. literally, uh, um, it's, it's your family. I call the kid, I tell the kids, we are a classroom family. Mm-hmm. So. And we're brothers and sisters we're brothers in Christ. And sisters I tell in them Christ. that. And you operate your family the way that you see fit. Yeah. With God leading the way. Exactly. Whether you're in a public or a private setting. Yep. So, um, become a teacher if you want. Yeah, do it. It's fun. You get summers off. Yes. That is actually really exciting. I love that. It's really cool. It's really nice. Yeah. It re- and all the breaks and the holidays. and those It's are not nice. long enough. It's not. It's not long enough. But it's nice because not a lot of places do that. No. You know. We don't so teach at a year-round school. Bless God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But thank you for being on Real Talk today, girl. <laughs> we loved having you. Um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you learned a little about teaching. Um, we didn't go into you know all the details of what a teacher does, but we do a lot. Planning, emails, organization, everything. But we hope that you learned just a little bit about um, what God's doing through us, the hardships we face, but also the blessing and the rewards that we are getting ourselves as teachers. Um, So we love you guys, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye.